0: of the scriptures. Now he stated about the Apostle Paul that Paul in Romans chapter 1 reflected the prejudices of his time. My question is was Paul or was he not recording the word of God right there? And I think that's where, the, where the, this debate really is going to come down to. Is the Bible the infallible and word of God or Do the prejudices of Paul get through? Do the prejudices of Peter get through? Maybe the prejudices of John got through, and maybe he misquoted Jesus when he said, I am the way, and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father (laughs) but through me. So where are we going to draw the line? So so though uh, Farley's made a a gallant attempt uh, to explain away clear passages pointing to the homosexual lifestyle, um... Deep down inside, I think there's something more. That if you can say that Paul was reflecting the prejudices of his time, you're basically saying that he's not relaying to us the pure word of God without error. And so I think that's a real key issue uh, at that point. He compares homosexuality with being left-handed. There is a big debate going on right now among genetic experts as to whether or not uh, people who are born are homosexuals or not, but there's a lot of evidence that goes against that. Some of the evidence that I that I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, the uh, the recent studies by uh, Swab and Hoffman and, and LeVay uh, studying the human brain and trying to say the difference between homosexuals and and heterosexuals. Uh, number one, they use very small samples. One study only used 34 people. The other, they only used 41. Um, very few homosexuals, only 10 in one study, 19 in the other. Uh, and it's not known if the differences in the brain were caused by AIDS or are, or if the differences caused the homosexual behavior. We don't know if it's the, the cause or the effect in that situation. Uh, there's also been recent studies that imply that certain behaviors cause observable structural brain changes. And so uh, the differences in the, in the brains may be more... Uh, due to the homosexual lifestyle and some of the diseases uh, at that particular point. But more needs to be done in that area. But again, many homosexuals, I was in touch with a uh, organization of homosexuals who have left their lifestyle that's in Seattle. Many homosexuals have become heterosexuals, have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and left behind that lifestyle. Uh, there are also many ident- identical twins of homosexuals were heterosexuals. The same genetic code but a different uh, sexual lifestyle. Uh, in fact, uh, there has been some evidence this, uh, back, in, it was back in 1968, so uh, the International Encyclopedia of Social Sciences, but they reported that 67% of male homosexuals, uh, about two out of three, uh, had a dominating mother and a passive or absent father. So what that indicates is there, there are many different factors that come into the picture. Not not just genetic factors, if there are genetic factors. There are many different factors, such as the person's upbringing and that type of thing that, that could uh, add to this type of situation. Uh, in Genesis 19, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, yes, I think that it was homosexual rape, but the call homosexual rapists, heterosexuals, they're, they're at the very least bisexual. Uh, they didn't seem to be rookies at what they were doing boldly coming to a house we you want your two male guests we want to have sex with them uh, so it seemed to me that these guys were at the very least bisexual but to just throw them into the heterosexual camp uh, I think goes too far and by the way I want to again make the point I do not view all heterosexual uh, heterosexual acts as non sinful any sex outside of marriage. Uh, The Bible indicates, at least in my understanding of it, that it is uh, uh, outside of God's will. But Jude 7 confirms very clearly that the sin of Sodom was sexual. He referred to it as uh, as gross immorality, that they went after strange flesh. In fact, in Genesis 18, verses 20 and 21, the chapter preceding, God says, I'm going to go down. In fact, let me read that. Genesis 18, verses 20 and 21. And the Lord said, The outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, and their sin is exceedingly great. I will go down now and see if they have done entirely according to his outcry, which has come to me, and if not, I will know. So God heard their wickedness. This confirmed it, and then came the judgment uh, upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Now he mentioned that Paul was talking about homosexuality only being wrong in Romans 1 if the acts are unnatural. In other words, if you by nature are homosexual, it's alright to have to perform homosexual acts, but if you're heterosexual by nature, it's wrong to go against that. Uh, all Paul's talking about here is very, very clear. It, it, he's just affirming what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19. This is God's perfect will for mankind. The Pharisees were in a big debate about divorce and remarriage. And they tried to stump Jesus, and Jesus just went right back. He didn't refer to the school of Doel, the school of Shammai, the two were rabbinical schools of his day. He went right back to Genesis account, God's creative purposes for human sexuality. And he answered and said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, for this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the two, Jesus says, the two shall become one flesh. Not thirty or forty. I, I don't, I don't want to read into your, your words there, but it, uh, it seems that you're implying that the Bible uh, has nothing against a polygamous lifestyles and that type of thing. I think the Bible clearly teaches that God's perfect intent is one man and one woman for one lifetime. Uh, However, uh, if there's silence in an area because of a particular uh, early father of the uh, Jewish nation that had other wives and stuff like that, just because God doesn't come right out and condemn it at that particular point does not mean that God is encouraging that type of thing. Um, You mentioned in your opening statement as well that the Bible uh, sanctions slavery and that uh, women are second-class citizens in the Bible. Uh, slavery was a part of the ancient world just as it is a part of our world today. Now the, the logical implications of Christianity, contrary to popular belief, Western civilization did not start slavery. Slavery was here since the Garden of Eden, since the fall. Western civilization did not start slavery. Western civilization, when it came of age and really started applying the biblical principles in certain areas, Western civilization put an end to slavery. But uh, the slavery at that time was more of an economic type thing. You owe somebody some money, you become a slave until it's paid off, which usually never happened. The Bible wasn't condoning it, but it was just part of of life in the Roman Empire. Women are not second-class citizens in the Bible, but uh, the Bible does teach the obvious. God created man and woman different. And uh, the Bible says that we have different roles to play and the woman is to submit uh, to the husband in the household. Uh, that's the clear teaching uh, of the Bible. Now, uh, submission, Jesus submitted to his parents. Jesus is God, the second person of the Trinity became a man, yet he submitted to his parents, it says in the Gospel of Luke when he was 12 years old. So submission does not teach, it, it should not be equated with inequality. You can be equal to someone and still submit to them. I did a whole lot of saluting when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, but they were my equals. So they might have outranked me. Uh, we were equal in the eyes of God. All men are created equal. Uh, he talks about the Bible must be explained in its cultural context, but here God is talking to the Israelites, the Jews, and I, I do not agree with uh, the who claim that we should reinstitute the Mosaic Law Uh The law of the nation of Israel was harsher because you had a perfect king there uh, and they were God's chosen people. And in our present day situation and stuff, uh, we are not to apply it across the boards. Uh, At the same time, God said he was destroying the inhabitants of the land of Canaan for those certain sins and homosexuality included. So this applies both to Jews and the Gentiles, and the New Testament makes that real, real clear as the, uh, the, the teachings become evident uh, that homosexuality is still considered uh, a sin in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 6, 1 Timothy chapter 1, Romans 1. Uh, if I am wrong on interpreting these passages as talking to the homosexual lifestyle and not just homosexual rapists or just idolaters or or, uh, other types, then then the whole church, the entire church throughout history is wrong. From the Apostolic Age to the start of the 20th century, uh, the teaching of the Twelve Apostles from 100 to 150 AD, the Epistle of Barnabas in 130 AD, uh, Clement of Alexandria around 200 AD, uh, Athenagoras, uh, John Chrysostom, uh, Emperor uh, Theodosius, uh, Emperor Charlemagne, uh, the list goes on and on. Hannah's Aquinas in the 13th century. Martin Luther and John Calvin in the 16th century and Puritan New England. The history of the church interpreted these passages the same way, uh, which leads me to believe that some of our modern scholars, not all of them, but some of them, are bent in the need of political correctness rather than to the bottom line. Amen. Amen.
1: Once again, for uh, operating out of order, I um,
2: took a break a little too soon, but we're going to move into audience participation right now. And I will remind you that audience participation means questions from the audience and responses from the participants. So uh, we have a microphone set up in the middle for questions, and feel free. Uh, questions may be addressed to either participant. Uh, both participants, uh, Reverend Fernandez and Reverend Max, both have the option, no doubt the obligation, to respond to all questions. So you may, may direct your questions to me one. I have a question for uh, Reverend
3: Maxwell. He also mentioned, you know, about the fact that you mentioned that homosexuality needs to be this as a as- as- behavior and such and so forth. My question is, is where do we draw the line in Leviticus, when it includes um, in homosexuality and sin, it also includes other sexual sins such as premarital sex, adultery, and such and so forth. Do you consider those sins? And do we give allowances for those, or do we not? Where do we draw the line of Draw
1: Drawing lines in, in God's Word is, a, a, is always a perilous task. Uh, we know that there is such a thing as good sex uh, and uh, that, is, that sex itself is a gift of God. We also know that there is such a thing as abusive sex. Even abusive sex within a monogamous uh, uh, marriage uh, can take place. And uh, certainly the, the courts are full of stories of uh, bad sex taking place in the right setting uh, and so forth. So it seems to me like the place where sex is finally measured is whether the integrity of the people involved, whether it's mutual, and, 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 and whether it's uh, natural to them, and uh, whether it is, it is you know a true expression of the people that they are and that they were created to be. Uh, we all. Uh, Try to figure out who we are and and what we're created to be and what is natural to us. That's an ongoing process uh, uh, throughout our lifetimes. And making one rule for sex that makes sense at one point in your life uh, and another time uh, may not make sense. And, and, you know, I've talked to uh, the the snowbirds that go to Yuma, and
0: uh, they're still working on that problem. Uh, yeah, uh, you mentioned sex between two consenting adults, and uh, even sadomasochism occurs between two consenting adults, but I don't see any uh, any way that that would be justified uh, by the Scriptures. So, uh, I think we need to recognize God created... Jacob goes right back to Christ, saying God created the male and female in the beginning, and uh, that's the way He intended it to be. Uh, you, you mentioned something else or something else you mentioned just face it off might. it'll probably come back about 20 minutes after the debate is <laughs> uh, but the, the, the key is though we can't divide the attributes of God and pick and choose the ones that we like and ignore the ones that we don't like uh, God is not only love but he is also a God of justice so when we view God's love we must view it as a just love when we view his justice we must view it as loving justice and God has determined some things are wrong and some things are right and so when you go searching for who you are the best place to search is the Bible because the author is the one who designed you and he knows how we best function and the, the lifestyle of the homosexual lifestyle with all the uh, horrible medical problems that occur because of it I think it's it itself I think could be classified as sadomasochism and, uh, and not
4: something that the Bible would done. Phil, I like to ask you: Is it any more just to persecute the uh, homosexual for his act as it is those outside of marriage or those who are doing uh, sexual acts that are harming their health or their their family because of the, the practices they do? You know, yeah. we we are setting them apart. As if they were doing something that the rest of us maybe aren't doing, and maybe the rest of us are Heterosexual are no better than they are, yeah. or well, no worse.
0: Yeah, and that was not, there was no premise anywhere that I argued that homosexuals because, but you are, are. You said you were going to take a law, right? You did. And
4: that, yeah, would very, that
0: would be very dangerous to me. Well, uh, I think right now the present state, I mean, I've, I have documentation here, a recent article that came out from, I believe it was Associated Press. It actually came out of the uh, Atlanta Center for Disease Control. It states that uh, people sick with tuberculosis should not use commercial transportation for long trips because of the danger of spreading the germ in airline cabins and other close quarters, the government said Thursday. The warning came in a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention about outbreaks of TB among airline passengers and crew members. Uh, They also stated, uh, we have not done any investigation of the risks on buses or trains. However, there's no reason to expect the risks would be different. Uh, I also have documentation that those who have AIDS are very likely to get tuberculosis. They have a a very high percentage of those uh, who have AIDS uh, also come up with tuberculosis. And so these are important issues. And what has to be determined is, you know, how important do we consider this? This has to be debated out. We are not a theocracy. We just don't go back to the Mosaic law and take the same penalties At the same time, it's open to debate, but it's my view that it is a big public health issue and that this country was a safer place to be when we used to enforce some of the uh, anti-sodomy laws that are still on the books in in many states today. Uh, And uh, you can't go into a bedroom and spy on people at the same time when when the homosexual group when they were keeping more to themselves, they had a lot harder time of apparently finding partners and the diseases were not spreading as rapidly as they are today. Hepatitis B, uh, tuberculosis is on, uh, on the rise, and I think it's going to be a big public health issue. But there's other heterosexual sins, like uh, such as uh, uh, adultery. C.S. Lewis said, if the marriage contract can be violated, no contract in society. Uh, is it going to ever be considered sacred any longer and that's the way it is so Today look at baseball players that sign on a dotted line to put, play for X amount of dollars if they're still on their contract two years later and they decide they want to race then uh, they can go on strike do whatever they want and uh, that's considered perfectly legitimate in this country and uh, so I think we're suffering all across the boards in a lot of areas but those things need to be debated but homosexuality is not the only sexual sin there are many other types of sexual promiscuity can spread diseases just as quickly as as homosexuality can. sounds like you are kind
1: of a little slack to,
0: because you know the baseball
1: strike and tuberculosis and all of those things need to be dealt with with good sense and caution and and, uh, and uh, awareness of, of the danger that's involved uh, the, the homosexuality is just part of
0: the part of the scene Well, the the actions of people, sometimes even two consenting adults behind closed doors, uh, can often uh, have a greater effect on our society.
2: Reverend Maxwell, I wanted to ask you. I've, I've had this question myself for a long time, and you haven't gotten a solid answer for it. So I was hoping you might be able to answer this for me. I was wondering. Why is it that homosexuals themselves cannot abstain from the desire to practice in this sexual
1: manner? I I think it's because it is natural to them. The same kind of natural inclinations which probably attract you to a person of the opposite sex work in a homosexual, same kind of... uh, Sneak up and, and blindsided sometimes, or straight ahead other times, or looking around the room sometimes. I've always that, people, and it, it sounds perfectly crazy to a heterosexual, it's perfectly natural
2: as somebody is homosexual. Well, let's see, I, I'm just thinking of my colleague. I guess uh, what I'm asking here is that I'm a college student myself, and I've taken some psychiatry classes. I've always understood people to be able to think, and the way I've always kind of understood it then when it comes to sex, whether it be homosexual or heterosexual, that for some reason when it comes to sex, we don't have an ability to think, to, to make a choice as to what we're going to do. And, and maybe what I'm asking you is why is it that we don't have a choice as to what we're going to do in our sexual practices?
1: Have you had the pleasure of falling in love yet? Yes, I have. All right. It happens. It happens heterosexually. It happens homosexually. And we're more than shaking human beings. We're emotional human beings. And we're passionate human beings. Um, Again, when it comes to
2: love, I've always thought of love as more than just an emotion, but also a decision as to, um, I'm going to love this person, not so much, I feel that I'm going to love this person, but that I am going to do it. And again, it was a, a rational decision that that person made. So I, I
1: guess it, it kind By of. My experience of circle, calling circle. about this, uh,
0: you goes know, all of that more. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I would respond like, saying a lot along the lines of. The questioner said that love is a choice. It doesn't just happen. Now, what just happens, those feelings at times do parallel, do, do have something to do with love, but love ultimately is a choice. That's why God can command us to love our brethren. Uh, love is a choice. It doesn't just happen. A man, for instance, you mentioned uh, attraction. Uh, a man may be attracted to another man's wife. Still, the Bible condemns adultery, and therefore the man should resist the temptation. So even if a person is attracted, Toward something, if the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong, and he should resist that temptation. I myself have done a little bit of study,
2: and I'm quite interested in the in the laws of our different states that pertain to an immoral lifestyle. And I know that in the years gone by, that we had good laws on the books that would forbid a sodomite from practicing his in my opinion a filthy lifestyle um yeah. i heard uh Schaefer, R- Schaefer, do you have a question yeah i had uh reverend Fernandez you touched on the fact that there was laws in the books uh, my question is to both of you uh, does our state wouldn't have such laws left or any other state
0: have laws like that and why are they not being enforced the, the last I heard, and probably you might have more information than me, last, I, I'm not sure about this state, uh, the last I heard, I think there was something like still 26 states that still had laws in the books, but uh, in that area, but as far as I know, they're not being enforced. Anyway, something recently in the news, in Virginia, I believe. It was.
1: Yeah. And I think the reason that they're not enforceable is that they are an, a violation of civil rights and been held so. And then why are they still on the books? They haven't been removed. But they're not enforceable. Uh, every time a prosecutor tries to enforce it, his case is thrown out of court. It's a violation of civil rights. Next question. Yeah, Brother Maxwell. Um,
2: you know, you, you talked about that homosexuality is an action between two people that really love each other. But have you ever thought that that maybe, you know, as as a pastor and as a counselor, I've counseled many uh, homosexuals that have felt that, that they have been trapped and that, you know, I and it was like uh, an addictive lifestyle, that they were addicted like they would be addicted to a drug. And and they've cried on my shoulder and they've just said, Doug, I can't get out of it. I am trapped. But would you classify it, you know, that that it could be addictive behavior?
1: It could be excuse me.
2: That it could addictive that
1: homosexuality could. could be an addictive behavior. I think that uh, there is a certain addictive uh, propensity, and some people who are more prone to addictions than others. And whether the addiction is sex, or gambling, or alcohol, or drugs, addictive people that are prone to addictive behavior could well get caught uh, uh, on this one too. But that—that's another, you know, it's a psychological characteristic of their lives, that, and people are so addicted. Rev. Maxwell, it,
5: uh, it seems to me that um, what you're saying is that if a person is born homosexual, which seems to be your point, it is a genetic thing. You are born with it, and it is natural for them to do these sort of things, to have a lifestyle that is homosexual. Doesn't that hurt your ability to witness someone, witness to someone that they need a savior? Because I am born a sinner, and naturally, I wish to do evil. That is part of my makeup how how can you have such a duality of what is natural what is good I can do this because I'm natural and not have a uh, security consequences how can
1: I does that offer your way to witness to, to someone who meets to yeah I, I really can't recognize the distinction uh, uh, if you were born a sinner and I presume you're a heterosexual and a homosexual is born a sin, uh, sinner uh, and, and uh, what, what difference does it make in terms of what God would have us do in terms of trying to live whole and full and loving and caring and generous lives I, I,
5: guess, I guess my point is and I, I'm real sorry I've taken so much time is that the Bible takes so much time to mention that I need a savior and it also takes time to mention that these sort of things are not what God wants uh, how can you take one is more important than the other i mean we have a lawgiver. he gives a law
1: how can you mm-hmm. find your way around that law? the law the expressions in, in the, that we recorded from uh, paul that, that talked about homosexuality it, it was on a list of, of sins uh, that include gossip uh, come on uh, look, there's, uh, there's plenty of sins out there in the world and uh, uh we, and it and includes adultery and it includes uh, idolatry. And, and, and we do all of those things. And, uh, you know, we find where we are, we find the ways in which those particular uh, uh, characteristics of human behavior are uh, keeping us from being the kind of person that God would call us to be. We do the best that we can to move in that direction, and then
0: we trust the Lord who has finished the race and won the prize. And I would agree that the man is born with a with this uh, motivation towards sin, and uh, he has inherited a sin nature, uh, but God has given us the freedom to turn to Jesus Christ to release us from our sins, to free us, to give us the power to say no to sin, and I would include homosexuality in those lists of sins. And, you know, if you're out there if you're gossiping, it's a sin. But Jesus can set you free from that sin. But if you're homosexual, it's a sin. But Jesus can set you free. Can I
4: say something about uh, Why don't we leave it up to God to judge the homosexual? Why
0: should we judge them? God,
4: Who, are are we? Who are we? We have enough sins of our own to work on. Why should we judge? Them.
0: If you if you really do believe the Bible is God's word, then God has already made his judgment and he has told us what's right and what is wrong. I would love nothing more than to see homosexual men and women in heaven. He told us to love our
4: brothers
0: as ourselves. He well he also gave his new command even went further. He said, Love one another as I have loved you. And so Jesus, we're supposed to follow his example of love. But this same Jesus who was so nice, in Matthew 23, read that chapter, how many times he slammed the Pharisees because he needed it. The true definition of love, love is not this wishy washy, politically correct thing that we hear today. The true definition of love is seeking the greatest good for another, regardless of whether they return that love to you or not. So if a guy is wearing a blindfold and he's walking towards the edge of a cliff, I'm going to try to stop him and take the blindfold off so that he can see. And that's what I think is, is going on with the homosexual lifestyle. Um, it, it is not a healthy lifestyle, and, and it, not only is it is it killing them, but these, these things can also spread to others. Why aren't we working on the others,
4: too, then? Why, oh, how how should we prioritize? Why are they... I have taken yeah. several
0: debates, and this is the first debate, and it, for all I know, it will probably be the last debate I'll ever do on, on the issue of homosexuality. I, I am worthy for it. I really appreciate you being out
4: there speaking, and you know, both of you. I think it's just the, the greatest thing that we can have is this honest dialogue.
6: Right. Right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Reverend Maxwell, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that you stated in your opening remarks that uh, the homosexuals, at least by and large, were born that way are, are genetically predisposed to this. Would it be your opinion then that, and this is not a hypothetical situation, it's a real situation, a homosexual man who believes that he was born that way repents of the lifestyle and marries a, a woman and has heterosec- heterosexual sex with it. Would it be your opinion then that a man who was born genetically that way um, having sex heterosexually would be committing sin. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I'm a pastor and I'm much better at quoting people's lives than I am in quoting a chapter and verse and uh, uh, one of my good friends at seminary uh, this was in the 60s uh, uh, came out uh, to those of us there, to the seminary that he uh, was gay. And uh, in the 60s, it was fixable. You know, psychological uh, counseling, spiritual counseling, uh, support, uh, and prayers to many friends. And, uh, and he fervently tried to make that decision. And, uh, and did make that decision. And, and did marry. And did father a child and then uh, lived with that on that path and, and seemed to enjoy it. And then he got better than hell because he realized that he was trying to live a lie and the, the, the whole premise that this was a fixable problem and that he could be changed. With all of that wonderful effort, the prayers and, and the psychological counseling and the spiritual counseling, and, and, and so, to be the integrity of the person that he was, eventually divorced his wife, they continue to be good friends, but this man feels like he is the person who was created.
6: Yes, I, I understand that there are situations like that, and uh, I have compassion for those men that, that do. Uh, but the question was, do you believe that this is sin for a homosexual to have heterosexual sex?
1: He, he believed it. You no, know, I I mean is it your position that you believe it? He believed it and I, I agree with it. Because he was acting alive. So a homosexual
6: who is involved in a heterosexual relationship with his wife sexually is committing sin. Yes. Okay,
0: thank you. I'd like to respond if whenever you're studying the scriptures, there are times when God commands us to do something or not to do something, that I, my, in my opinion, I, I take a different view. Uh, for instance, God says, turn the other cheek. I grew up in New Jersey. I wasn't taught to turn the other cheek. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, and I, I tell my people at church this over and over again, if I have a disagreement with God when I read His Word, I've got to let God be God. He does a better job at it than I do. And if I have a problem with one of His commands, it's my problem, and I've got to learn to submit So so when I get the temptation to to pop somebody to give me a hard time, I've got to just turn it over to the Lord and say, well, the Lord said to turn the other cheek, and I've got to do it. Uh, But God knows best. He's the one who made me. He's the one who made you. He designed us. And He knows what works best for us, and He knows what the wholesome life is. And so I, I think we should just trust God at His Word. Now, if people don't consider the Bible God's word, that's another debate. And, uh, you know, we can get together for something something like that on another occasion.
2: So you, you turn the cheek, uh, gritting your teeth the whole way, is
0: that right? it's reluctant, reluctant obedience is still obedience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't.
6: Comment uh, at the beginning of your introduction. is kind of just uh, disheartening me. Can you define? Can you define the uh, sentence "born gay by the grace of God"?
1: Uh, it, it's precisely uh, uh, to make the point that God does create all creation, and therefore, since uh, a certain proportion of, of the population. Uh, seems to be created homosexual just as you were born you and I born myself by the grace of God these people are born homosexual by the grace of God <laughs> so, people, are, people are born sinful uh,
2: by their natural state according the Christian uh, belief and I hear that uh, because our response put back they their born sinful? They're not?
0: You know, and I would I would take a different view. I would take the view that God created the universe perfect, and he created Adam and Eve perfect, but then there was this thing called the rebellion of Lucifer and the fall of mankind, and since then man's really messed things up, but God has given us the freedom to say no to sin and to say yes to Jesus, and he comes in and makes all the difference
2: is a question along different lines, sort of, I guess. Um, A large component in the whole civil rights argument and the whole civil rights debate is being born gay. How does that change the complexity? How does choice change the complexity of that argument? If, you, if it is a choice, how is that argument affected, the whole civil rights movement affected? Now, I know that the civil rights movements uh, being born something was never an issue. I've never heard or been to a debate that discussed the question of whether I was born Mexican. That, that's never been a component of the civil rights movement. How does that change the complexity of the gay rights movement?
1: i like to respond to that, as you heard in my illustration, with this one, that I'm left-handed. Now I am I, left-handed. Uh, either got uh, special punishment or special privilege because I was left-handed. You know, It has no emotional stigma, at least now it doesn't. And so it's a good way to, to make it just precisely the extension of uh, the uh, question that you have. Uh, there are things that we do by choice, and, uh, uh, but if we're punished because of the way, we are punished by law because of the way we are born, uh, it would be like punishing those of us who are left handed And so this—it's really an important <laughs> distinction. And Phil quoted some some statistics, admittedly from 1968, uh, saying you know this was a chosen behavior. And uh, uh, the American Psychological Association mm-hmm. says it's, a, it's a, for most people it is a. It is a uh, birth given uh, behavior to be homosexual as well as left hand. And it makes a lot of difference in terms of the course. I was wondering excuse me if you would also
2: say to those who are born syndrome that they were born, born so by degrees of God. Amen.
0: And I would I would respond differently, I would I would say they're very special people. We need to give them a lot of extra love. And and, uh, I've met some beautiful people in my life that that have had Down syndrome. At the same time, uh, any chromosomal imbalance uh, would be, it's just like the reason why I come up with it, why I get to catch a cold every now and then, and why some babies uh, die while they're still infants. Uh, sin originally in the garden perverted God's perfect creation, and uh, because of you know man reached what he saw, and mankind has 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 uh, reached. I would not say that the individual parents or the child himself, but if you trace it all the way back, eventually it goes to the garden. Uh, God created us and put us in a beautiful, perfect garden and a perfect creation, and uh, basically we blew it.
3: Mr. Megan
1: do you believe in gay rights? What we've been talking about all evening is, is, uh, is basically gay rights. And, and that is the recognition by uh, the law and, uh, and by the community that uh, these people who are homosexual have the same rights as anyone else. They are not to be deprived of any human right simply because they were born gay. So my understanding of gay
3: rights though is that right. so
1: there are special rights that advise these people, and so if they're not any more special than the rest of us, or different than us, then why do they do a different rights yeah. well, that, that That is a, a, an important distinction that's being made and said over and over again. Uh, the, the people that I speak to including homosexual people who've been working to be treated equally. Like they don't want any special rights. They
0: just want to be treated like a character of And I would respond there that the, uh, you know, the black man is born black. I'm half Portuguese and half Italian. And I was born that way. And so therefore, we should not be discriminated against. However, the government must regulate behavior based on what the government feels uh, would be for the best of the well being of society. And so, certain practices such as drive-by shootings have to be outlawed uh, because of the detrimental effect on society. Now, I would be in the school of thought that the homosexual lifestyle is also detrimental to society. Others who might agree with me that homosexuality is a sin from the Bible might argue differently there. Uh, but that's at least uh, uh, my view on the subject. The government must regulate behavior uh, as they uh, attempt to. Uh, uh, help society out.
1: There's a group of people meeting at my church tonight that are overeaters mm-hmm. and others. Do you know, they think that uh, the government should get in there and stop those people from eating
0: so much that they jeopardize their health? Mm-hmm. And their yeah. health is real important, but mm-hmm. no matter how much that guy eats, I don't put on a pound.
4: But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Son, and he wants to use his left hand a lot, and I'm, I always try to encourage him to use his right hand I hand his things in his right hand—and I try to make him throw his balls, his right hand and stuff. And I feel that as a loving parent, I also need to teach him if he ever wanted to turn to homosexuality. I feel that I know the Bible and what Jesus says. I need to encourage him to not be homosexual. And I just want to know how you feel about this. You have a child that's homosexual, I like guess. Yes. You said, and don't you feel that you should
4: encourage him because this is an absolute in the bible god says right again well
1: my child is 27 and uh, uh and uh he is
4: but you still him.
1: He, he is confirmed uh in, 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 he, if i ask him he said he's bisexual because he still likes to watch pretty girls go by him. uh but between but and but, but he's, then he's sinning. But he's, he's living with another uh, another homosexual man. They're part of our family events, our celebrations, and he used to be the uncle to uh, my uh, straight kids' kids. And, uh, um, uh, and his partner has been a delightful addition to our family. Um, I do not wish that on him. Uh, I would prefer that he uh, had a hetero, grew up heterosexual, Uh, but that was not a choice that I had to make. And I firmly believe it was not a choice that he had to make. Uh, And then the problem is how do you learn to love yourself when the world teaches you that a homosexual is a hateful person or to be hated or doubted or to be kept away is a public health problem.
3: Are, but we don't and I believe that we need to love the
4: sinner, but we need to hate the sin and try
0: to help him to turn away uh-huh. from that sin. You know, by the way, I think that the left-handed uh, illustration, maybe we should use a different one because my father when he, he's right-handed, when he broke his right arm for the time it was in a cast, he used to do some writing and I've done that too. He taught himself to write left handed, now he can write either way. Yes. So maybe uh Maybe
3: you, you might need a, a better illustration for that. I have another question for Robin Maxwell. You mentioned um, about Paul and how the prejudice, when he said that this was an immoral thing, that it was from the prejudice of the society, um, taking several um, college courses in history and at a liberal college um, from a very liberal professor, it was very, very clearly stated that in that time frame um, homosexuality was very widely accepted and that it was very much a part of the society and that it it was used in their worship and in everything else. So I guess my question, and I'm a little bit puzzled by this, you say that it was influenced by the prejudice of the society. The society embraced this lifestyle, so it couldn't be a prejudice. It would be a prejudice now because obviously it's a volatile debate so I guess my question is how, how can that be a true statement if it was a widely embraced um, lifestyle and basically he was going to get to the stream when he was writing Corinthians because Corinth was a place where this was widely accepted and telling the Christians no 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 don't go in this way because this is what God Said this is what God said. So I guess my question is, how do you respond to that if it wasn't a prejudice? Because they're widely embraced. The prejudice was coming from God's word. If
1: you want to use that. Yeah, I, I, uh, Paul was clearly enunciating a new way of living uh, that cut across all kinds of uh, the established social. customs.